It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Welcome to Done Being Single. Welcome to midlife sex and everything that comes with it. No. What? Huh? If you're still, if you're still banging, baby. We're, we're hanging. <laughs> if you're banging. If you're still banging, man, that's good for you. That, that's, that should get around. That is correct. Because okay. Welcome to the show. We're going to talk about all things midlife sex, including so hard. pretty much at this right. at this age. Well, that's what happens. Take you know a little a little uh huh does uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tell us what's happening today. What's happening today? Well, it's National Midlife Sex Day. Well, is that a holiday? It should be Every where everybody it. over fifty takes the day off and goes have and goes to have sex. That sounds good to me. What do you think? Let's take a break and do it. Okay. We have Susan and Tim Bratton with us in studio, which is such a get. I'm so excited. I actually look at her and touch her and feel she is for real people. She's definitely real and touchable. She is tall, blonde, sexy, statuesque. She's a little bit of a goddess. You're really making me want to zip my zipper down a little more. Oh, I thought you were going to say I'm making your nipples. (laughs) (laughs) No, keep going. Uh, you're kind of my hero. Aww. A little bit. That's you're my so you're my sex sex hero, my guru. <laughs> it's my, pretty neat to have that. I, I, you know, as much as I think I like to, I'm you know well versed in sex. I'm not. Mm. Most people aren't. They like to think they are. They fancy themselves. You know. We're ah. so tame. It's not even funny. It is tame. We, we are tame. Nothing wrong with tame. No. Tame is good. Tame is calming. Tame is relaxing. Tame is satisfying. There's a tame in place. I think there is a tame in place. I like that, Robbie. Uh, you should have heard us on on David and Carol's sexy lifestyle yeah. podcast. Yeah, they were asking, firing these questions away that were so personal and so like all of a sudden I turned into church lady. I mean, the girl yeah. who who well, loves to think, special. who thinks of herself as this, you know hot sort of sexually free positive person. I was single for a long time. Uh, I've no hang-ups. Robbie too, been single forever. They started asking us questions. I started sweating, and it wasn't menopausal either. It was. <laughs> I was so. I turned into. I got so modest, mm-hmm. and like prude, and well, I don't. It, I shocked myself. Okay, but I think that we pretty much are modest and prude, even though we've sowed our oats, as we have gotten older we we just kind of settle into who we are and we don't need to bring the whips and chains out and the costumes and stuff and you know we we love each other and it's we have fun and whatever we do it's usually great and yeah i think i think they we kept trying to say to them you know you guys we had a life before we got married i mean we were both single for so long and had variety and spice and uh we sowed our oats and i think 
it's different when you've been single for so long and that it's not it's like yeah we did it we have you know had a lot of partners we fucked a lot and now like we'd like to would rather take a nap <laughs> we look forward to our naps as much as the sex so, so, sort of, so it's kind of um, ironic that Robbie and I would get married right as he was 57 I was 51 um, at a time in your life when you're starting to slow down so it's not like we're newlyweds where we're you know we're newly married and banging every night no I mean I hit menopause literally on the walk down the aisle <laughs> And and isn't that funny? I mean, it's just so it's just ironic. So I don't know. I'm just bringing this I, I really think good sex is for us old people. You know, when you're young, it's new and it's exciting, but you don't know what you're doing and you're not very good. And then you hit your mid your thirties and you have your kids and you get busy and that makes it difficult. And then when you hit your forties, you think, oh my god, you face your mortality. And then you start thinking, oh, I really actually need to learn some skills. Some people do. Other people, they, they kind of like let their sex life go away. But that's what happened to Tim and I in our 40s. We said, we're not doing well. Our marriage is on the rocks because we've gotten disconnected sexually. So let's figure it out because we don't want to lose each other. When we started learning how to have sex, actually studying sex and learning techniques, it changed everything for us and so there's really that kind of point where you're either unwilling to let go of your sexuality and you want to keep it going and that happens in midlife and then by the time you're 50 like you said you start to slow down but you also start to be able to have more deeply connected sex take your time you kind of let go of some of the body images you had when you were younger when you put so much pressure on yourself and so i think for many people the best sex of their lives happens in their 50s their 60s their 70s and their 80s and their 90s i have to we, take a time out because okay. i need to properly introduce well, susan well, <laughs> we, we can do that they just busted okay. right in i feel like we're answer tim i we, brought my man along yeah. today i feel like we're we're uh like either on our first date or we've just like we're having sex and then we go oh what's your name (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm gonna give you a proper introduction because this woman you know she deserves it and a round of applause after susan bratton is an advocate and champion of all who desire passionate intimacy she is a best-selling author of 34 books and online programs that teach passionate lovemaking bedroom communication skills and restorative sexual wellness techniques Susan is a frequent daytime television guest, speaker from the stage, and frequent expert on online summits and podcasts. In addition to being a sexpert, helping millions of people through her Better Lover YouTube channel and Instagram platform, she is the CEO of a digital publishing company called Personal Life Media and creator of a next generation line of libido products for people across the gender spectrum called The 20. She needs a hand. <laughs> I'll get her a hand. And her and her very willing and handsome and charming husband Tim Bratton is here with us as well. So great to have you both here. We're gonna have a foursome. We may be swinging by the end of this. (laughs) Sweating and swinging. If David and Carol and well, you got to take your mother someplace. We can't. (laughs) We'll call her an Uber. Oh man, you just ruined the mood. (laughs) Okay, so tell us how long have you guys been married? We met in 1991, so we've been together almost 30 years, but we've been married now 26. Okay. 
when you start speaking about how you had like a lull in oh, your yeah. relationship, how long into your marriage did that happen? That was about 10 years in. 10 years that in. That whole like seven okay. year itch kind of a right. thing, like that happens. That's a real mm -hmm. thing and it happens to pretty much everybody. Interesting. Things okay. start to, if you don't fix it, things start to go south. Have what? you always been in this business? No, this is what got us into being in the sexuality business. Okay. So we started a publishing company teaching passionate lovemaking techniques because it saved our marriage. And we saw all of our friends dropping like flies around us, divorce after divorce after divorce. We were contemplating divorce ourselves. And for our friends, it wasn't a money problem because we lived in Silicon Valley and everybody was making money. It was intimacy. That's what happened with everybody. And they got divorced and we didn't. So what were the first steps when you or signs. noticed or signs? First the signs, then what steps did you take? You say it, baby. Everything was fine on the outside. Uh, we had a great house. We had great careers. But we weren't intimate. It's kind of like we were roommates. It was almost platonic. And I was miserable because I didn't understand why Susan didn't want to have sex with me. Later, it turns out, she didn't want to have sex because she was bored. Because I kept doing the same thing that worked when we first got together. But after 10 years, she kind of wasn't interested anymore. I was begging, I was pleading, cajoling, doing honeydews, you know. And that's not sexy. That just is pathetic. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't say that, but ouch. <laughs> okay, so, but you said a couple of very important things. You were doing things that you knew worked. Early on. Early yeah. on. Yeah, at first. And, but after a while, it became somewhat of a boring routine. Yeah, Susan or, wasn't having orgasms. But how was your communication with each other at that point? Or was there not a lot of it which caused you to kind of possibly drift apart? Or what was it? You know, back then, I think, I think a lot of people are under the impression that sex just doesn't keep getting better in a relationship that this is kind of the natural thing i remember when we went to the first mm. marriage counselor to try to fix our problem the first thing we did was we started with a marriage counselor and she said hey you know this is just how it goes and we walked out out of there and he goes we're not going back to her because it's wow. not going to go that way for me and that's kind of the common wisdom oh you know the bloom comes off the lily over the years it doesn't for us anymore we have hotter sex now than we've ever had because we put attention on it. We just didn't know what to do. Okay, so after that therapist, you did see somebody else or did you arrive at it together without help? Oh no, we had a lot of help. Lot we of threw help. about 30 grand at the problem. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> Did you see a specialist, a sex therapist? We, all kinds we of went things, to yeah. a couple of therapists mm -hmm. and it was helpful, but it wasn't the thing that really shifted for us. What shifted for us was uh, starting to go to some of these kind of non-traditional kind of like workshops. Sexuality workshops. Tantra workshops. Oh. Uh, learning how, uh, how to do an expanded orgasm. So one of the things I learned was how to give Susan 30-minute orgasm. So not just <laughs> having orgasms, but these long orgasms that I've just stretch out and stretch out and stretch out. As you can imagine, that got her interested in sex again. <laughs> why, yes. Oh, why? I, I, can't, I can't imagine why. <laughs> And we still have that practice. And we can tell you about it if you'd like to know about it. Yeah, that's fine. Because that was one, there were a couple things that fixed We only have an hour show, but why not? <laughs> we have 30 minutes. <laughs> we have 30 minutes. We always have 30 yes. minutes. <laughs> uh, and, we, and we can go over if we need to. The 30-minute orgasm. Over yes. and over and over. Yes. Uh, I need a sound now. Give me, come on, Robbie. Uh, uh, there you go. Oh, there you uh, go. So uh, <laughs> this is... Uh, 
incredible because we want to help us. We're, we're five and a half years in yeah. and we're still enjoying each other, obviously. And, but at the same time, we yeah, are at you know you your you bought your body changes yes your drive Our changes libido um, changes everything changes your at energy this point. changes like I said you know sometimes a nap is just like oh, even better than right so but we are so willing to please each other and so we have a lovely chemistry in the sack I think yes we do and I think that's that's and very out of important. The sack. In and out of the sack. Um, but, I just was going to say something. You know Robbie is interested in this conversation when he forgets about his sound effects. Uh, when nice. I have to remind him to do the you boing, boing, boing. That is so not true. You know he is... Dive. Okay. Intrigued and transfixed. Ah, please. <laughs> Let me tell you about the expanded orgasm because I think it's a really healing practice for couples. So one of the reasons that I lost my interest in having sex with my husband was I wasn't having orgasms from intercourse. Of course he was. You know, so he was having orgasms it, for a decade. It, it felt was really always great. good for me yeah. every single time. And I didn't understand why it wasn't good for Susan. Yeah. You know, it's hard to, it's hard when you're in the male body to understand what the female body is like. And one of the very first things we did was go to something called an uh, orgasmic meditation uh, experience. And we learned a clitoral stroking technique. And the interesting thing about this technique is there's a couple of dimensions of it that are really good. Number one. We, we went on to create a, an online program. This was one of the first programs we launched called Expand Her Orgasm Tonight. And the expanded orgasm practice is this technique for couples. The technique is a clitoral stroking practice. And it's a very light stroke. Because what happens with the clitoris is that you can give it an orgasm by giving it stimulation. But if you give it too much stimulation, it's done. It's like, no, don't touch me anymore. I'm complete. But we women have this giant capacity to have these incredible orgasms. And the expanded orgasm is such a light touch that it trains you to feel a level of sensation that maybe you've never felt before and it also allows you to take that moment of orgasm that the, the peak of the climax and take that moment in time and stretch it out like taffy so you're essentially tim likes to to describe it as surfing where you get up on that wave you paddle stroke 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 you get up on the wave and then you just ride that wave all the way into shore but it's Waikiki style it just goes and goes and goes uh, until we have to take a break <laughs> and uh, I have to towel myself down a little bit already after that orgasm description yes uh, so uh, we are gonna go to our first break and come right back with Susan and Tim right back and we are back. I have a burning question. I shouldn't use Is it burning? <laughs> I have a hot, sweaty, juicy question. Okay. So okay. <laughs> Susan, I'm curious. Yeah. Aren't all orgasms clitoral, though? I mean, no. even when even when you're having intercourse. No. 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 Okay. No, there's I lots of kinds of orgasms. I thought that it is all it. Didn't you see Deep Throat? Right. That's right. one. Oh, that well, is That's one. a whole nother discussion well, that we should definitely have. Okay. <laughs> I mean, doesn't, doesn't it have... No? Okay. See, I told you I'm, I'm uneducated. No, you're not. I am. I know nothing. You know plenty. Tell us. All right. So 
finish off on expanded orgasm because that's one kind of orgasm and it is a clitorally generated orgasm. We can circle back to the other 15 types of orgasms that women can have. But the expanded orgasm is a couple's practice where essentially what happens is that when a couple is only having intercourse and she's probably not having orgasms from intercourse, most women can't. It's actually a learned skill. Some women can do it easily and automatically, but most women can't and then never learn how because they think, oh, I'm just not one of those women instead of, oh, how do I learn how? And so it takes some awareness that it's a learned skill. But the expanded orgasm is a very light clitoral stroke that you essentially lie down together in bed and let's just say you're a heteromonogamous couple. He's stroking her. There's three opening strokes. There's what we call the bread and butter stroke. And then there's a closing stroke. And you always follow the form. It's like a martial art or yoga asanas where there's a right way to do it because it works. And you learn that first and then you can freestyle all you want. And so this expanded orgasm is a practice. You learn how to find her spot, Robbie. And then you learn how to stay on that spot and you, you learn the types of strokes that she needs. And that is a, a part of the masculine polarity is that you're actually, as the man, taking the woman on the ride. And Treva, as the woman, you are learning how to receive and how to stay in your sensation and how to ride that sensation and how to expand your orgasmic palate. So it's an extremely nurturing, loving, connected, pleasurable, intimate practice that is something you can do beyond oral and intercourse. It's a type of a journey, yeah. a, conjo a conjoined trance, an intimate trance place you go together. One of the things that I really like about it is that... The, He's been doing this to me for 15 years. So Susan no will... No look so... Yeah. Look it, it's good. Susan will surrender to me completely. Yeah. And she will literally surrender her nervous system to me. And then I'm right on the spot that has 8,000, you know, the clitoris has 8,000 nerve endings. And I'm right on the most sensitive spot and I am taking over her nervous system. And I'm taking her on a ride. I'm taking her on a journey. And I think about what can I do with each stroke? And they're just subtle little changes that will feel better in this next second than what I'm doing right now. With your mouth or your hands? finger? Just my finger, just like that. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's so powerful and amazing. Yeah. Collaborative, that's the word that comes to me when we talk about what you're talking about. Yeah. And you know, I, know a lot of, I hear that a lot of women are not orgasmic or have trouble. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. Good. I'm, I'm pretty, wouldn't you say, right? <laughs> Treva is uh, the most, one of the, the I can't. Okay. <laughs> she can achieve orgasm quicker than uh, almost any other woman I've yeah, ever I don't, been with. Um, it's very fast. And it's like, where were you when but, I was 18? But, but, but I find that it, it is, we communicate. It's a shared, yes. It is, it's absolutely. teamwork. Yeah, I mean, this is like, right? This is yes. a group effort. And in order to get the orgasm, sometimes I have to position myself or I communicate to you, you know, a little to the left or a little well, slower. Our problem or... is that we laugh a lot. You know, she loves to laugh. It doesn't keep her in the mood. Mm. Well, it takes you, her out of her state. You, you mm -hmm. do your Larry David impersonation. No. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> you do. The cack. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We know what the cack is. Okay. So, but the thing, yes, but. Uh, Get the fuck out of my house. Okay. So, but the point is that you need to be in the mood and sometimes laughing, it takes you away from the Oh, yeah, no, mood. no. I, gotta, I have to really focus. But my, my question is, what you were describing, is this foreplay? Well, that's the interesting thing. So it can be foreplay, but the best way to do expanded orgasm practice is to say that it's no quid pro quo. There's, <laughs> I will thing. do you, and if it draws you to want me, I'm available to you, but I'm Wrong. going to do you without any pressure. Because when you pressure a woman to reciprocate, then she won't lay down with you. She won't even let you give her a gnome, give her a expanded right, orgasm. Because she, at that moment, she not, if she knows that it's going to lead to sex, she might say, nah, I don't want to do it because I'm not in the mood. Right, because she's not ready for sex. But if she's just going to have a nice little pussy rub, yeah. that's a pretty easy thing to say yes to. Yeah. So she'll say yes a lot more often. Yeah. And then you have, you net more sex because she's not feeling pressured. Pressure is an orgasm killer. Yeah, I mean, women have performance anxiety too. Exactly. Not just guys. A lot of it. I think communication is so important to talk to your partner and express your needs, your desires. I think it's everything, especially as you get a little older Mm. and maybe you need a little more time or you, you know, things change and, and your tastes change. And I think there's, it's really important to talk, express yourself, communicate exchange ideas absolutely and uh, especially it's harder because when people are of a certain age and getting out of their marriages and there's all kinds of self i don't know what do i say what am i saying like Mm. berating or self-confidence issues and lack of and am i i'm too old i'm not this enough my body's sagging and you know it doesn't make you feel very sexy at a certain age but you don't have to worry about that honey definitely well no but i'm just saying for for someone that is recently divorced, man or woman, okay? There's all kinds of body images, body hang-ups, which I think... Well, so that is an interesting topic as well because people that are newly single after a long-term marriage, maybe a loveless marriage, sexless marriage, uh, and they're getting back into the game right now and they don't have the confidence, Mm -hmm. what advice do you have for those men and women that want to get back in there and aren't feeling it just yet? First thing I'd say is everybody feels the way that that you Mm. do. Most people are coming out of relationships that wounded them. They're not feeling great about themselves. They're lacking confidence. They haven't been with someone for a while. They're nervous about dating. They're nervous about being desirable. I mean, the thing, if I could change anything about people who are re-entering the dating world as midlife people, it's that... What everybody wants is to love and be loved. And how you look is almost not even an an issue. The things that we focus on, especially women, particularly women, and I think it's because we're estrogen dominant and that's a kind of a critical molecule. It has its eye on everything. It has a little more anxiety than testosterone and it worries. It really worries. And so when those things enter your mind, It's best to just, I like to say, change the radio station to KLUV. And not just love for yourself, but the love that you have to give to someone. Because there are people out there who want to be loved by you and want to feel your love. And so to hold yourself back because you don't look perfect or you had a crappy marriage or what have you, is just continuing to make you 
have the effects of the thing you're trying to get away from. So moving toward people with a loving heart, knowing they feel just as afraid as you do, I think that's a good coping mechanism to use when you're back out in the dating world. I think you're spot on. And I know personally a lot of women in our age group that are scared to death. They've been single a long time or they're just getting back on the market and they are just filled with fear yeah, and self-consciousness and all kinds of hang-ups and who's going to want me at this age and you know guys don't want women my age there's that whole thing but I so agree with you and this we had a an episode was yesterday about ageism Mm -hmm. oh online dating and ageism Mm -hmm. and not even about looks about how you get to a certain age and you're shamed you feel like I can't reveal my real age maybe you look great you know, you look fantastic. You don't look your age, but so many people are so hung up on the six in front of their age or the five, and so they lie, mm. and that kind of breaks my heart a little bit. Me too. <laughs> yeah. uh, we had to go to our second break, so we're going to do that right now, and we'll be right back. And we are back. So, yes, having a six in front of your number. Let's call it a sex. Sex. You're not 60. I'm, You're I'm 62. You're 62. <laughs> right. <laughs> It should not be a hindrance. No. And if you're getting out of a marriage, let's say you've been married for 20, 30 years, and you're a 55 years old, you're a man, why do men go after 25-year-old women at that point? What is that about? Fertility. It's a biological wiring that every man of every age wants a 24-year-old girlfriend. <laughs> it's a thing. And really, it's just about, about their body wants to pass their seed on to someone who's going to be able to conceive that child. And whether they know that or not, that's what is actually happening in the biological wiring. But I think there are a lot of women now who want to date 25-year-old young men. And there are a lot of young men, I'll tell you. You know, I'm the trusted hot sex advisor to millions, and that's because I really do talk to thousands of people a year who slide into my DMs or they email me or they post on my YouTube channel or what have you and they ask me questions. And I get a lot of questions from young men who say, I would really like to have a a woman who is twice my age. Is that wrong? You know, is it bad? And I'm like, it's not bad at all. It's totally normal. It's great. People are drawn to different types of people. Mm -hmm. So it's age is not something you really need to worry about. It's you should go for what you like. Life is short. Have the experiences. I, mean, I always thought that men that did go after younger women when they get out of a marriage, they were cryogenically frozen at 25 when they got married. Mm. So when they are now free again, their reference is 25-year-old women, and that's what they go after. And then they realize, oh, yeah, you're hot and all, but I have nothing to talk about. There's nothing really in common there. And they kind of slowly gravitate back up to an age-appropriate woman for themselves, but I think it's a, it's the arc of being newly single and finding out that uh, that's not really what you want and finding what you do want, and it's probably somebody more age appropriate. I kind of was pissed. I, I just have to say, Dennis Quaid. When I heard, when I read that he's engaged to a twenty-six-year-old and he's sixty-five, that kind of disappointed me. I sort of felt like, oh man, Dennis. Yeah, really? They've they've done studies where they uh, show pictures of young women to men of all different ages. And it's so interesting that the men will almost always 
find the young women, like, you know, 20 to 25, that'll be the most attractive age group to them. They do the same with women. Mm. And women, as they get older, tend to have more age-appropriate people they find attractive, but not with the men. It's all, like, even the 65-year-old guys, they're going to like the 22-year-olds. Yeah. So uh, they've done a couple of studies, and it's just, that's... That's what dudes do. Uh, it's biology. It, it must is. be the testosterone. We are so driven by our biology. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. So we've talked about the clitoris. Yay. Let's talk about what you could do for Tim. And yeah. how have you learned to pleasure him differently now than you did before? Well, I've gotten really good at oral sex, and I've gotten really good at intercourse. I've gotten really good at having orgasms during intercourse that I had to learn how to do. I didn't have my first orgasm from intercourse until I was 42. 42, babe? Or was it even older? Uh, I think it was 45. 45. There you go. It took me until 45 to have a penetration orgasm. So I've been having a good time ever since and getting really good at being like the one who I like to throw him down on the bed and have my way with him. I like to tease and tantalize him. I like him to, because he does a lot of heavy lifting for me. He does a lot of genital massage for me to keep my genitals engorged and me turned on. He does the expanded orgasm dates for me. So the things I like to do are just ride that cowboy. And I also really like going down on him. He, I mean, just, we were in Vegas last week. And uh, we had this really great room at uh, the Cosmo overlooking the Bellagio fountains and Paris and, you know, all this stuff. We had a balcony. And when we got back from the show, I said, honey, let's go out there and you stand facing the fountains and the whole, you know, panoramic view of the most gorgeous place of Las Vegas. And I'll sit in the chair out here and I'll give you a blowjob while you just... Enjoy the view while you're getting your blowjob. How was that for you, baby? I think it was probably the best blowjob any guy has ever gotten in the entire history of the universe. (laughs) That is a scenic, that was a scenic DJ. And you had an audience too looking at the fountains, but they're really looking at you. Sure, I don't think there is anybody looking, nah, but, I don't, see but I'm not sure I would have noticed. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's definitely a, uh, what do you call it, you, where you like to? Exhibitionist. Yeah, exhibitionist. exhibitionist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an exhibitionist. I'm not so much, but I indulge him if he needs it. Because, <laughs> wonderful. You know, you indulge each other's fantasies. You come up with, uh, Tim is constantly coming up with so crazy oh, shit. He's like, baby, you know what I was thinking? I'm like, oh, this one's going to be good. What do I got to do now, Timmy? But... <laughs> It's such a wonderful, refreshing story to hear because I think that so many couples probably come to the similar crossroads that you came to and would call it quits. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't put the effort into figuring out how to improve your lives that way. And you did it. So please give us some tips as to things that we want to know. I have a tip. Here's my tip. You've got a couple of beautiful tips. You just uh, (laughs) out of town sex. Uh-huh. Is the best. It is. Yes. I love attitude. Hotel sex. Yeah, hotel, hotel sex, sex is, is great. Awesome, <laughs> because I can really let go and I can get you know a little get into it and loud because here is like the walls are super thin. Oh. It's a little inhibiting. Oh, you need to get a white noise thing or something. We it's a we little figured that, but we we work around it. You good. Yeah. yeah, well, but it's fun mixing it up. And, of course, you know. we love that. Okay, so. 
Sorry, your question. Tips? Yeah, uh, no, I, I would mean, say the tips to keep it fresh in your relationship. Yeah. Always learn new techniques. Learn mm-hmm. expanded orgasm. Learn female ejaculation. Learn male multiple orgasm. So you can go with like the orgasm technique stuff. So you can be like a maestro, an orgasmic maestro. So you can just come six ways from Sunday. Learn how to come in different ways. Learn how to have clitoral orgasms. Learn how to have anal orgasms. Learn how to have G-spot orgasms. Learn how to have squirting female ejaculatory orgasms. Learn how to have breastgasms and nipplegasms. Learn how to have orgasms from going down on your husband. Um, there's just so full body orgasms, footgasms, bellygasms, buttgasms. And this is just for breakfast. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that, what just a the gasm alphabet. Hello. What a gasm menu. So learning how to be massively multi-orgasmic is a lot of fun. And for your male body partner, learning how to have full body energy orgasms without ejaculation so that you can just really be in an incredible pleasure. How long ago did you learn how to be a multi-orgasmic man? Thinking five years, something like that. Mm. Mm, yeah, roughly. Yeah, and it's really nice now because the pleasure that he's exhibiting has really gone up because he's not—he doesn't have to hold back. He knows how to take the the sexual energy from—he keeps it from shooting out and he brings it in and brings it up into his body, and so that's taken our sex life to a new level. Plus, he loves lingerie so much not to wear when, it for when me Susan's to wear wearing it. Not, lingerie. Yes, just, exactly. just to be clear here. <laughs> so he's constantly buying me lingerie. Here, baby, I got you this. Here, baby. And I wear it. I'm like, what do you want me to wear? I just put it on for him. I'll wear anything he wants. I'll be like, do you have a particular thing you'd like me to wear today? And he'll say, yeah, can you wear the slutty bridemaid thing? Or, yeah, can you dress up as the naughty barmaid? I love you. Or whatever. We, yeah, we love you. Trev is not a lingerie person. I would put I'd wear it. Today. Yeah, we I don't, could, but I wouldn't you. buy it for myself. Right. But, but Susan wasn't either me, at first. Yeah. But over time... She really, because I appreciate it so much, and I think that really gives her a lot of pleasure to know that it makes me so happy to see her dressed up like a slutty Bavarian barmaid. Yeah. That's amazing. That's one of my favorite looks. I love you. You give back. <laughs> you give back to the community. Yes. You are a giver, man. And then sex positions. So Sex great. positions are another really fun thing. And sex in different places, you know? Sex yes. on the dining room table. Sex over the, the sofa. Just doing it that. And then scheduling sex. I think scheduling sex is really important. Everybody's like, oh, but then it's not spontaneous. It's like, oh, come on. It's not spontaneous anyway. So you might as well have something to look forward to and plan it and get it on the calendar and then go lie down and have a good time together, right? That's also very important. So much great stuff. Well, yeah. Food for thought. You know, we have different schedules. We didn't have to take my mother to the doctor right right after (laughs) this episode. You're getting thrown down. Uh Uh-huh. Well, when when you get back, I want you guys to have some hot sex tonight. I told I told a pudding. Yeah, I'm... I'm Okay. Okay, we're doing it. Yeah. See? Great. Put it in your calendar. You're on. Let me... Have my people call your people and we'll, we'll our, schedule it. Full it bo- I'm going to tell you guys what I want you to do, okay? okay. You ready? Yeah. Yes. All right. So first thing, I want Trevor to get a full body massage with some really nice oil and the fan by, blowing on her. By, by me? Robbie. <laughs> yeah, by Robbie. Yeah, Tim and I have to go. So it's up to you, Robbie. Right. We have our neighbor, Robert's well, very good, too. I don't know what you were talking about because we have a gift certificate to yes, massage right. it. So I, I, wasn't, thought, okay. I wasn't talking about that. Okay, no. Nay, nay, Got nay, it. lassie. Right. <laughs> full body massage to get you in the mood and then I want you to do a little kissing hugging and kissing and holding and then I want you to do 69 just do it not one of my favorites but I'll do it I want you to do it yeah 
I, I never got into it. You know why? Because I have to focus. I need focus. I can't. Yeah. It's I can't chew gum and walk. She also needs it. glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You mean because your dick's that small, or what? <laughs> no, because it's no. going to keep hitting her in the face. But. No, but the thing about sixty-nine is that's why I said it. Because a lot of people don't like 69 they and the baby arm. Um, <laughs> right. They don't like it because of that exact reason. Like, I can't toggle. Well, you know what? You don't have to worry about what you're feeling in your yoni. You just enjoy the pleasure of Robbie's penis in your mouth. And don't try and do anything to make him happy. Just take your pleasure on his She's penis. She's good at that. I'm, I'm and <laughs> he's going to take his pleasure on your yoni. He's going to just enjoy himself. You don't have to worry whether you come or not. No pressure. You just let him enjoy the flavors of you. Enjoy tasting you. And you just enjoy him. That'll transform that for you. And then after you do that, you can do whatever you want. I am game. Good. I so am, am I. I am, I'm, I've always been As game. soon as we take mother-in-law to the doctor, know, we are right? on. That is going to be the shortest okay. doctor's appointment Oh, my ever. God. We may just drop her off. I mean, it's... <laughs> all right. Here you go, Granny. Yeah, Granny. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you. <laughs> Talking about my mother in 69 in the yeah. same breath uh, is a little bit of a boner. Hell. Right. Okay. We're going to hell. No, no. It's a little bit of a boner killer. Okay. But... <laughs> yes, uh, we are going to go to our last break here, and we will be right back. And we are back. Where did we leave? I don't know. I'm tongue-tied. <laughs> well, tongue-tied. I, I, I want to talk about my grooming tools. Oh, Because if you're going to do 69... I think grooming is really important. It so important. I'm very practical, right? And Tim and I use a couple of different grooming tools. So I don't like waxing because it gives me ingrown hairs. Mm-hmm. And I also like Tim to really have his pubes wet, whacked way back. And if I'm going down on him and there's like one little hair on his shaft that keeps like whistling by my lip, I can't relax and surrender to my pleasure. So I'll send him right back. I'm like, baby, there's a little a little dingle hair right there. You got to go take care of that. You know, so we're used to doing that with each other. Great. And wow. just describe the tools that you use. So uh, there's two. One is uh, it's a trimmer. So like a beard trimmer. Yeah, it could be like a beard trimmer. It doesn't get too close. So that's a good mm-hmm. one to get the big hairs. And then there's a kind of a smooth shaver that's called a clear cut. I think it is. Yeah, it's clean, like a circular yeah, but it doesn't actually go down under the skin, so you'd never get ingrown hairs, which is super important because those little bumps are nasty. Yeah, so it's the beard trimmer, and I use the same exact thing. So I use the little beard trimmer, and then I use the orbital shaver as my second pass. And then I don't have to wax. I don't like waxing. I don't like to go there. I don't like anything about it. When we're going to have sex, I go into the bathroom, and I do the first shave the second shave it's smooth as a baby's butt Mm. for the time you're having sex and then by the next day you've got a little three o'clock shadow but who cares because that was yesterday you had great sex so i really like that shaver one and shaver two that combo is really good and one of the nice things i like about it is i can go in i see susan doing a little shaving i go oh it's on i know this is happening (laughs) see it's so true yes we also do practice grooming habits ourselves and I have some tools, and Treva goes to, what's her name? I I have a waxer. She's Russian. Her name is Esther. Mm -hmm. And when I was single, oh, my God, when I was single and, like, in between boyfriends, and, you know, I didn't really maintain like I would normally do. So whenever I'd go in to see her, I'd lay on the table. She'd put her glasses on, and she'd say... But Trevor, no boyfriend. <laughs> she could tell. <laughs> she knew. Well, this is almost a, a good time to say that Done Being Single is partially sponsored by Manscaped. Oh, well, there so you we go. Do hey, have, that's we perfect. do have some sponsorships. I didn't even know. And uh, Manscaped makes some wonderful grooming products. Nice. And I'm very impressed with them. 
Good. Right there. I'm, I'm a, a little new to the, the manscaping world. You're the first manscaper I've ever known. I like a manscaper. Well, well I've been doing that for more yeah, than Yeah, I mean, time. I remember when I saw your parts. Mm-hmm. I went, whoa, you're, you're smoother than me. You got the shit. I got to really get on this. I'm, 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 <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, so to speak. My, you know, and, and let me I tell you. Get on my game. <laughs> uh, so, and boy, did she. It's always nice being the tallest tree in the forest. Mm-hmm. So uh, I really got to up my game. That's what I thought. So that's when I started going, can we get really personal here? No. I had I did my first Brazilian for Robbie. Oh. Wow. Oh, and it was so funny because it was a surprise to me. And she was just hesitant about doing that and not taking it all off. She'd get, you know, a little landing strip and yep. and all of a sudden one morning we were going at it. I said, "Oh, because it was your birthday." It was my birthday. And I said, and I got down and I said, "Happy birthday to me." Yes, and, I did it and, as a gift. It was a Isn't very, that nice? It was a and lovely then gift. I've and kept it up. You've kept it off. You know what? I kept it off. Mm. You know, if you're going to go a little, just go all the way. That's yeah. not right. <laughs> That's what I did when I first did my first Brazilian. How'd, you, right. how'd you get that audio of me? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the things it, we do for you men. But see, you didn't like it at first, but now you are good with it. It right? was a little odd looking. It, it looked like, I don't know, 12 years old. Who you know? looks at that besides me? I, don't, what do you, you know, I, it was just this? weird at first. See, it just looked kind of unnatural, but now I'm used to it. Good. And yeah. people love... I feel very aerodynamic too. It's very nice. Right. You, I'll come home and I'll say, "Well, I'm ten pounds lighter." <laughs> <laughs> but I like to think the fact that Susan is doing it at home. You need the Susan Bratton at home kit. Yeah, that's the... shaver one and shaver two. <laughs> so, okay, we yeah, I'll send we... you the links. There we go. Do you have? A, is it a real product? Yeah, yeah. I get them on Amazon. They're in my Amazon. No, store. but your brand. Oh no, Why I don't you have brand a brand. it. Oh no, I don't need to do that. Okay. No, that's other people are doing a great job with that. I don't okay. need to do that. I like to do things other people aren't doing a great job with. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's... There's a need for you, but you know that. Yeah. Because a lot of people aren't doing a great job and can. But here's the good news, you can. Yeah. Because you guys just spelled it all out, super easy. Really. I mean, it's not rocket science. And it may be something that's brand new to people that are listening and are not trying this. And why not try it? Mm-hmm. It's so easy. Just mix it up. Just mix get a little, have a little adventure. Correct. It doesn't require huge plans and organization. It could be as, as spontaneous Correct. as you want. It's and like get... a couple's project. Mm, right. It's a thing you do together that makes your sex life great and so much fun. I mean, you, you cook together, right? So why not? I mean, we do. We cook together oh, all the time. We make... Yeah, I mean, we, we, uh, it's just another expression of creativity. Okay, so we're going to go to another subject. When is the right time? We have different schedules, Trev and I. She's a morning person. I have become that because it's her schedule. But I like evening too, but Treva is in bed by 9.30 and lights out. And we are talking, she's out. Because I wake uh, up early. Yes. And that kind of causes a little bit of an imbalance in terms of when we can get together. How about dinner from 6 to 7 and then full body massage starts at 7.30, lights out at 9.30. Because we were using cocktails from six to nine, <laughs> and before we even start, <laughs> we have a three-hour cocktail yes. hour. Uh, no, but that's a good idea. That's a great idea. It's all about making a commitment, deciding what's important, how bad you want it. It's what you do as a couple. It's just it's part of the partnership, the general partnership. I mean, you do it everywhere else in life, right? Why not in the bedroom? Correct. Oh, listen, who's all Miss Smarty Pants over here? <laughs> <laughs> well, but, you, but you're, but you, right? You're making plans 
everywhere yeah, else you in have your this, life. You have this recorded now. Yeah. He's going to be playing this right. back. He's going to have this cl- endless cl- you, clip you, on his you, phone. You, you get what I'm saying. Like, you, you know, you decide to go to the movies or you decide to go out for dinner or you decide to do whatnot. And why? Get an expanded orgasm You do it date. together and... Uh-huh. Or 69. Yeah. I got to get with the 69. Yeah, it's never like been say, one of my favorites. You're putting too much pressure on yourself, dog number can, one. Old dog can learn new tricks. Yeah, right? old dog. Yeah, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not uh, only that, I, that's how almost every woman feels like, oh, it's a little bit too much. But you're trying to do too much, putting mm-hmm. too much pressure on yourself. Just let him enjoy himself. You don't have to do anything. You just enjoy yourself. Just take care of that. You know, we don't need... He's so good. Can I just say it? You're really good. Ooh. You've got skills, babe. Thank you. Mad skills. You've got mad skills. He, he does, because he's, he's, he's got great oral skills. Great. And he's a bass player, so he's very nimble. Mm, that's and, a good um, combo. Yeah. And he's a pleaser. Ah. And he's not selfish. And he's hot. And he's just adorable. Thank you, honey. And you so did. I really lucked out. You did. So did, did good I really did. It, I so, did too. So at a time in our lives when we're getting together, which is, a, you know, most people are kind of winding down. We get married in our 50s, and he's just been a great partner. He's been a great man for the times, mm. I would say, in so many ways. It takes two. It, it takes two. I, I will not accept it on my own. It's the partnership that makes it work. I mean, we're not, you know, young and like... And we were half. Yeah. I'm not know young and you look young yeah. and gorgeous and sexy to me. And I, I think even, that you gotta let that go. It's who we are. are that young. We've arrived at who we are. Yes. It's not who we were. I think that if we got together 30 years ago, who knows what we. Mm. Well, I think there's but, a, there's a, a level of acceptance, a big level of acceptance and patience that you have to have at this age. I don't care if you're just back out in the dating world or you've been married, you know, a bunch of years. It's incumbent upon each other to be loving and kind, patient with each other, non-judgmental, not critical. I mean, don't go overboard here. Right? <laughs> That's sexy, though. That makes it a woman is. feel good. I mean, it's like really the little things as you get older that make you feel good and loved and desirable and sexy. The little things, right? You guys get it. I'm, we're just learning about this stuff. I hate to have to wrap this show up because I just you do not because you're going to go get some hot sex, Robbie. No, not yeah. be, not like, before I see her mother and bring her to the doctor. So that's the that's the first thing. But there is a pot of gold at the end of that. Rainbow, yes, there is. is. Yes, and I <clears throat> thank you guys for putting us in the mood. You yes, really did. You you are so we are in the pleasure. mood. Susan, tell us where can people find you? What are you working on? Well, if you want to see any pictures of Sir Tim, the best place to do that is to follow me on Instagram at Susan Bratton, S-U-S-A-N-B-R-A-T-T-O-N. You've got a great Instagram. I have fun. What do you call it? Page? Feed, page, Feed. wall, it's great. platform. They have right. a bunch it of is, names. It's hilarious. It's informative. It's educational. It's really adorable. The and, hilarious. And, you're, and you're easy on the eyes. So Hello. The hilarious part is my Better Lover YouTube channel. If you want to see me dressed up in ridiculous costumes where the grannies get on there and shame me for flash, for shaking my boobies, oh. Grandma Fury's like, I don't know why you have to have your boobs out in all your videos. I'm like, Grandma Fury, why do you watch them all? <laughs> literally she's posting on my right. wall complaining about my video all my videos I love it. <laughs> what's that address uh, 
betterlover.com. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the two best places okay. to find me. All right. Oh, great. Well, we, we can't thank you guys enough for being here this and being been, together. So happy. What a so great couple you two oh, are. Thank you're, you. You're inspiring and you're yes. a wealth of information. Oh. You really are. I mean, On so many levels. Really, and, and so motivating. Oh, God. I, I want to say one last thing right. I forgot, which is if your listeners want to find out about the expanded orgasm practice, you go to expandherorgasmtonight.com. And there are three free pleasure reports that include what is expanded orgasm, so you can get a better idea of it, the pleasure, the power of peaking, which is an interesting stroke technique that takes women into a higher level of orgasmic pleasure, and something called touching for rapture, which is a touch technique that everybody loves. Okay. If you guys aren't totally horny and ready to go after this episode i don't know what it's gonna take i mean jesus christ back to real life we have to go pick up your mother okay all right (laughs) so um or is it you know thank fucking god she doesn't have a a broom all right she doesn't have the internet that's all I can say. Thank you guys. Great Thank show. Thank you guys Thank you so much. Right. Thank you so and much. And we are too. done being single. Hopefully everybody else Love is you, too. Love you. Follow us at done being single. At everywhere. Done being everywhere. And if you want to uh, ask us questions, if you've got issues, problems, dilemmas, or just want to get our feedback, email us please at Treva and Robbie at done being single. And then you can uh, always find out about me and my coaching services at trevabrandonsharf.com. Everybody have a great week, and we'll be back next week. Bye. I'm Shadow Stevens with my friends, Trevor and Robbie. See you next week on Done Being Single.